This week's episode is brought to you by the Safer Touch. The Safer Touch allows users to interface with most touch screens and buttons while limiting exposure to surface contaminants. Limit your exposure at grocery stores, gas stations, ATMs, or any type of equipment that requires a touch interface. That is designed by aircraft engineers and made in the USA. The Safer Touch is manufactured from durable aircraft aluminum. They come with a keychain attachment, it fits right in your pocket, and they also offer engravings. So check them out at safertouch.us today and get yours. Welcome to episode 34 of the Spivey Special Podcast. That's like a baker's dozen times, almost three? I'll take your word for it, because you look like you've eaten at least a dozen bakers today, so. (laughs) (laughs) They're very yummy. All right, we have a very special guest with us today, coming all the way from the living room. I'm just glad that she's the one who came from the living room because we'd still be waiting on your big butt to get in here. So, Well, the kitchen's in between there and here, so you don't have any chance of that. Stop. I'm going to stop. All day. Make a pit stop. They Set ca- up a base camp. They call you the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> what? All you do is stop in the kitchen. I don't know how that makes sense, but all right. There's diagrams. Well, if you couldn't figure it out from the hint, our guest today is my wife. My Heather wife. Spivey. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Somehow it took us 34 episodes to get you on the show. And I live here. I've been trying for weeks, but Zach just like, no. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't talk to Zach. <laughs> it took a lot of convincing to get Heather on, but I'm glad she's here. We're going to have a lot of fun. So what did we, uh, what did we do this week? What do we got new? I was on vacation. I loved it. Um, I did go in Monday, but work's kind of wild right now, so it was nice to have a vacation. Took a couple naps. We went on a couple hikes. Stuff started to open back up. Sarah, my wife, and I might actually go out to eat somewhere tomorrow. Whoa. Where are you going there? Possibly Lucille's. Oh. Is that a thing? Is it it really open? Yeah, I saw someone post on the book that even have to wear a mask. Surprise, it's not Spaghetti Factory. Really? Spaghetti Factory? No, I'm saying I'm surprised you guys aren't going to Spaghetti Factory. I'm not sure if it's open because I'm not sure what county that's in. It's in Placer. It's in Roseville. Is it? Looks like we're going to Spaghetti Factory tomorrow. (laughs) Now we're talking. Well, big news (laughs) at our house. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but we got a new dog. A puppy. A puppy. Not just a dog. A tiny dog. And she's crying. Currently. She's, she's so cute, though. She is cute. Very cute dog. Her name is Summer. She is a golden retriever. She is a purple collar. She likes to eat bark chips. And dig. And dig, yes. We've had her for 24 hours. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Troy insight. I love it. Well, we're going to jump right in, and we're going to play Get to Know Your Host... America's favorite game show. Bing-a-do-bang-a-do-bong. Bing-bong-bing-bong-bong. That's the song. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like it was different last time. Yeah, if you have to ask. <laughs> it's different every time. 
So let's go ahead and get started. Troy, uh, we're going to have 10 questions, I believe. Yep. Looking at your notes from here, it looks like a zero one upside down would be 10 from your point of view. So mm -hmm. we're going to go with 10. There'll Baker's 10 dozen. Questions. Baker's dozen <laughs> minus the three that I ate before it got to Troy. Mm. So we're going to go and get started. We're going to find out all about Heather Spivey. These questions are deep. Maybe I'll learn something about her. You're going to learn today. Gonna learn today. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and ask you ten questions. If you just answer them as quickly as possible, they're very difficult questions. Usually either or, or sometimes they have three options. Oh. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Mm. Good to know your guest. Number one, at a grocery store, paper or plastic? Paper. Heads or tails? Heads. Rock paper or scissors? Paper. Cat or dog? Dog. Cook or do dishes? Ooh, cook. Beach or mountains? Beach. Skydive or scuba dive? Scuba dive. Scooby-Doo or Yogi Bear? Ooh, Scooby-Doo. Nachos or a hot dog? Nachos. Peppa Pig or Paw Patrol? Eee, I gotta watch both of them. Peppa Pig. That is Get to Know Your Guests with Heather Spivey. <laughs> woo, woo. That was pretty good. I learned some things. I learned that she likes nachos. <laughs> That's why I threw that in there. I figured she wasn't going to go hot dog. So now you get nachos tomorrow. You're welcome. I'm going to throw that out for our dinner suggestion tomorrow. Should we have hot dogs or nachos <laughs> or burrito? That wasn't one of the options. Well, you ruined the game. Okay. Boy, I ruined everything. Oh, boy. All right. We are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with food court files. All right, before we get too deep in today's episode, we wanted to talk about something that was uh, impacted our lives. Uh, last year, yeah, um, something near and dear to our hearts. You want to go ahead and tell her story? So this is something that we had never heard of before Lucas, our son, was diagnosed with it. Um, he was born with a condition called craniosynostosis, which is um, where the, so you have sutures in your skull um, and they don't, they're not supposed to fuse until later in life. And his metopic, which is the forehead, um, fused while he was, while I was still pregnant. So he had a misshaped head essentially. Um, I noticed it pretty much right away. Um, didn't see anything though. And then it was about this time last, it was about this time last year when, um, the doctor was doing just his normal checkup and he was kind of poking around at his head and I'm like well what are you looking at and he goes well nothing too serious yet but his head isn't shaped correctly and I just like lost it this was one appointment that I went to by myself with both kids and this guy is telling me that potentially my kid needs surgery like what so um we have that appointment. I come home, I tell Zach what's going on. And then he basically schedules us a neurosurgeon appointment. And I'm like freaking out at this point. Like my what four month old now is going to have to have surgery. Like Heather thinks the worst. Um, we go to this appointment and they confirmed that yes, he had it. Yes. The suture was closed. Um, and he needed surgery and the way that surgery was performed for this particular uh, type of um, condition was they they basically open up your skull from ear to ear and take out the front portion of it um, 
reconstruct it, put it back in, and then close it all up. Um, this happened in August of last year. So he was eight months old when the surgery happened. Um, he's a friggin' champ because he came out of that, you know, stronger than he's ever been. We came out of it stronger than we've ever been. Um, one thing I will say is having gone through this, being an advocate for it, putting it out there because like I said, we didn't know about it before. We didn't know what caused it. They don't know what caused it. They suspect they know what caused it, but there's no confirm, confirming information or anything like that. It's just kind of something that happens. Um, but yeah, so what I want to say is if you are out there and you're listening to this and you have a kid with this condition, there's a company called Cranio Care Bears who will send a care package to the child um, prior, like a week or so prior to their surgery with a bunch of stuff in it, a blanket, hats, because after the surgery, the kids have to wear hats. Uh, their head can't be exposed to the sun. Their scar can't be exposed to the sun. Lucas, now you tell him, hey, let's go outside. And he hits his head because he needs to get his hat. <laughs> um, he knows that he can't go outside without his hat on. Um, but they just sent a big box full of stuff that helped us get through the hospital time. Yeah, they're just a part of an awesome community of people that we reached out to. Like it's, what is this, like one out of 3,000 kids or something that has mm -hmm. this condition. So the chances are you've never met anyone that's had it, but... We found people all over the country, other kids that were having surgeries around the same time, and they were able to answer, our, answer all of our questions. And the people at Cranial Care Bears are really cool. So if you guys get a chance, um, check out their website, reach out to them. If you're looking for a charitable organization, they're a pretty cool one to reach out to. It's a really specific and a really good cause, and they're really good people, and they really helped us through a really difficult time. Yeah, there's um, the other thing is there's a bunch of on, I was looking for like outreach basically and trying to find support groups when I was going through this because nobody knew what I was going through. Nobody understood what I was going through. And I found this, to a couple pages on Facebook, um, that there were thousands, 15,000 people in this group who were going through the same thing I was going through. And I was like, so thankful. And then that's when I found the cranial care bears and it was just, a, it was a blessing to find both of those things. And now Lucas is thriving. He's had a surgery. He just had a follow-up, his six-month follow-up visit. Um, he's doing great. His incision's great. His head shape's great. Doesn't have to go back for another year. So we're good. Yeah, he's just a normal kid doing Macho Man Ready Savage elbow drops off of the coffee table and being a normal kid, so falling off of chairs and you know, he's a boy. Yeah. So we just wanted to share that quick story. Uh, I don't know that we shared that before that happened right before we started the podcast. So we just wanted to, now that we had Heather on the show, share that quick story and now we will get on with the podcast. All rise. It's time for the food court files. Uh, this week for Food Court Files, we'll be talking about road trip foods. That is going to be all healthy options, is my guess. 
So we're going to talk about road trip foods, mostly because that's Heather's favorite thing to plan for. Um, I remember the first road trip that we went on. We went to a Dodger game in Southern California. We were, I think I was 20, so you would have been 19. Probably. And I was taken aback at how we planned for just the car ride. So it's, it's a long car ride. It's six, seven hours to get to L.A., Heather packed like $100 worth of food for this trip. I did. I thought we were going to like the moon for two months with the amount of food that she packed. It's a little bit different. Why don't you explain, do you have like a backstory as to why we have to bring like the entire pantry with us for like a tiny car ride? Yes, I do. Um, growing up, I had, we well, our vacations were going to my grandma's and it was road trip, obviously, to Arizona. And it would take eight hours. And my dad and mom would pack a cooler full of cheese, vegetables, fruit, meat, salami, all this crap in the cooler. And then a bag of chips and crackers and everything. to So we wouldn't have to stop. It's pretty much... The backstory of that. So that's just how I grew up, and now I do it myself. So I'm basically turning into my parents. Now, what would be your, like, you're opening the cooler. What's your number one? Like, I sure hope this is in there in large quantity. String cheese. It's a sleeper, the string cheese. But I'm going road trip. I'm going unhealthy, big time. Candy. Yeah. Beef oh, there jerky. was candy. And beef jerky. See, I don't like to plan ahead. I like to just get to the gas station and let my mood guide me through the tiny little aisles of what I need to get. Hunger? Yeah. Hunger. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I use my... No, I, I use like... use like this, my spivey sense while I'm in there. I'm kind of the same way. I, I have a few that I normally choose, but I like to kind of feel... You know, you're not always going to want to go m and Who are you kidding? You're always going to get... A Mountain Dew and spicy Doritos. That's all you're going to get. Not true. True. I've been on a few road trips with him where he hasn't got that. Younger years? Yeah, like yeah. Skinny Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for an <laughs> apple. No, let's not go crazy. <laughs> all right, what's everyone's top three? We're just going to turn it into gas station foods. So you're stopping at a gas station. You're going in. You Unlimited money. Now, can we also be like 7-Eleven? Yeah, well, we're stopping at a Shell slash 7-Eleven. Cool. That's a lot of pressure. I'm going to go with a peach Snapple, peach iced tea Snapple. I don't usually drink those. Diet or regular? Regular. We're on a road trip. Oh. Then I'm going to go, so candy, it's going to be Reese's. King size or just the two-packer? Oh, it's just a king size. And then, let's see, chips, hmm, ranch, Doritos. Would you put those in the chip category that you're thinking? Just bring it up <laughs> so I can have my <laughs> counterpoint here. I also have a thing for ranch corn nuts. <laughs> and Zach makes fun of me for it. I like corn nuts. I love them. I mean, it's not good for your teeth or like your corn taste nuts buds. But look like cat food. They smell like cat food. 
I imagine they taste like cat food. No, with they ranch taste on like them. goodness. No, corn nuts are actually. What is good. a corn nut? Because I'm like scared to eat one. It's basically like a popcorn kernel. Kernel, like a popcorn seed. They're not easy to eat. So it's like that thing at the bottom of the popcorn bag that you throw away because it's not edible. But it's like fried. <laughs> corn nuts are a lot better than you it's think, basically yeah. like corn on the cob fried taken off the cob right yeah it's so corn kernels fried up how can that be bad with seasoning i mean your dad probably like it corn's a vegetable right corn is a vegetable yeah <laughs> it is nothing like a good grain snack I, i'm just not a corn nuts person there's a whole store full of other things that are better than corn nuts that's just, the only time I get them is on a road trip. Or and get- only with me just to make me have <laughs> yeah. to watch you eat cat food. You should try them before you just talk smack. I like to talk smack without trying. Yeah. I'm an American. I'm allowed to do that. I just think you should give corn nuts a chance. What are you going with when we're stopping? She kind of pimped your ride a little bit, but. Well, I'm going to get spicy Doritos. That'll be one of my three things. Um. I also like to get um, what are the little um, the little square crackers with the peanut butter in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. They're oh, like the Keebler. I the think Keebler, Keebler ones. They come in like an eight pack. They're like a it's like seventy eight cents. Yeah, I have that for lunch every day. So baller. <laughs> I do on a budget. Now I would like to get beef jerky, but it's like four million dollars. For a crumb. So I don't usually do it. But you said we're on unlimited budget. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, I will if it's be getting... unlimited budget, you get the sheet of it. Yeah. That's you go not to the, in a package. You go to the counter mm-hmm. and you get the biggest piece of beef jerky that you can get. And Two. you just gnaw on that for the next Two minutes. 12 stops down I-5. Two minutes. It's gone. So that's kidding me? That's what you're going with? No, that's what I say that I would get. I would... I'd get spicy Doritos. I'd get the... Peanut butter crackers. I get a five-hour energy because that's the only time I do it because I always have to drive every time we go on a, on a road trip. I don't even get like a five-minute break. Are you going to trust the warm foods? Mm, no. I had it. So over the holidays, I had a partner that would get the taquitos every morning for breakfast. So you're- And they had been there for at least 55 hours. You're just speaking to the wrong choir because before work on Mondays, I go into 7-Eleven I get an eight-pack of donuts, mini donuts, and two pieces of pizza that were cooked like just prior. The pizza's fine. I like the pizza. The taquitos, something about the taquitos, I don't know. Or like a hot dog. It's on that roller for like four Same days. Same with the taquitos, though. Ugh. They move them up. They put the new ones in the bag. <laughs> I've been there enough to know. They've got muffins there. They're like fresh baked that they get. They're actually pretty good. Their blueberry muffins are good. 7-Eleven doesn't miss very often. Shout out to 7-Eleven for this episode. 7-Eleven's coffee is really good if you're on a road trip. They have like every creamer combination possible. That's why it's good. The coffee's not great black when we're whole 30 it. Well, I don't drink black coffee, so who cares? It was. It's it's okay. So I'm going to go for on a road trip, probably get a couple slices of pizza. I'm going to get a extra large or whatever uh, crispy, rice crispy. Love a good rice crispy. Um, I'm going to get peanut M&M's. I'm going to get a rock star. 
couple of them. Put an IV, just see what happens. <laughs> um, probably going to get at the checkout. They usually have those cookies up there. I like the sugar cookies with M&M's on it. <sighs> probably going to also get beef jerky. I don't know if I said that. Going to get uh, ranch corn nuts. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just doing that out of spite for Zach. Uh-huh. That's usually what I go with. M&M's, Rice Krispie, some pizza. I usually just grab a Snickers because I just see it on the way to the register. The register is good. They know how to put stuff up there that people are going to buy. Sorry, your car didn't go through. All right, I'll add six packs of gum. <laughs> I think they do that on purpose. And a scratcher. Of course. Which one? Oh, one, three, seven, nine, twelve. You got to get a banana too because they're always at the front. Two for 69 cents. I'm not getting a banana. This is a road trip. It's in my cooler. I'm on vacation. That includes from bananas. So your life? Yeah, basically, yeah. I like that. My life is a vacation from bananas. You'd be a terrible monkey. (laughs) (laughs) When we grew up, uh, my mom told Zach that his mom was a monkey. Her name was Bubbles. I thought that was pretty cool. I think I remember that story. The Bubbles happens to be Michael Jackson's monkey. Zach kind of is a thriller, though, so it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. It's a man on the moon. <laughs> in the mirror. I think <laughs> in the mirror. That's where I was. <laughs> you can't fit in a mirror. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. All right. You guys have anything else that you like to get at gas stations or on road trips? I think we covered road trip foods pretty good. I just love five-hour energies while I'm driving. I just love road trips. Let's see how long I can go without blinking. Is that safe? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going with you. I'm not driving with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all we got for road trip foods. We'll take a quick break and come back with Remember That Thing. Man, I'll tell you what, Zach. I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm too. I wish we had some fresh roasted coffee. When I get my fresh roasted coffee, I like to get it from Fruit of the Bean. I love Fruit of the Bean. It is fresh roasted right after you order. It's not sitting in some warehouse somewhere. Not only that, is they give a lot back to the community. Yeah, they give back by helping orphans and those affected by human trafficking. Those are two good things, helping others and getting coffee. Now, the other cool thing is if you use the promo code SPIVY, finally, we have my name as a promo code. You get 25% off your first order. That's big news. So go ahead. Go to Fruit of the Bean and get your coffee today. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week for Remember That Thing, we will be talking about camping, which is one of my favorite activities. Ooh, spooky. Why is it spooky? I don't know. This felt good to put that in there. <laughs> or as Harper says, smooky. Smooky. That was today. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's how we're starting, aren't sure. All right. Let's, so let's get into camping. Camping's one of my favorite activities. We try to do it once a year, usually during the summer when we get a chance to all get together. I think we're going to go this July around Hopefully. my birthday. Hopefully. It's open. This is it May 31st? Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see how it goes. 
maybe there's bears or yeah. space bears or bugs. Space bugs. Rain. Space anything, but I think would keep us away from camping. I don't know if that's true. Space Jam. Space Jam would keep me there. Space Jam 2. We don't know. We don't know yet. I'm assuming they're going to lose, though, right? They'd have to. Sidebar? I think they bring Jordan back. <laughs> <laughs> they lose the first one, and then he recruits like all the best players. Yeah, him and Bill Murray. <laughs> he brings back Bill Murray and MJ. Yeah. And Bosch and Wade. Yeah, that's their only chance. Bench bugs. <laughs> All right. I don't know how any of that had to do with camping, but we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Sidebar. <laughs> Huge sidebar. That's how we do things. So what do you guys love about camping? Heather, what's your favorite part about camping? Camping for me was our vacation. If we weren't going to my grandma's, um, we were camping. Colorado River, um, lakes in Southern California, because I grew up in Southern California, you name it, we went there. Um, it was just a, it was a whole family thing, not just the four of us. It was my, my mom's sister's family, my mom's brother's family, all the, the cousins. It was just a fun thing that we did growing up. Troy, what about you? You're not much of a camper. Never been a big camper. I mean, I camp, but it's just not like in my DNA. We used to camp a lot when we were little. We'd go, we still go occasionally, but it's hard to set up a tent. Troy was in it just for the KFC, I think. Oh, yeah. I a lot of things I'm in it for the KFC. But I, I don't mind camping. It's fun. Just a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work getting everything set up. It feels like it takes forever before you actually get to enjoy camping where the first time you get to just sit there in the chair. But you got to bring it back a little bit. It's a lot of work to pack. Oh, yeah. It's like a week's worth of prep, at when least. It, when it was just the two of us going, it was like, all right, you got all your stuff. You're ready in 10 minutes. Whatever. Go. Pack a car. Now, with kids, especially when we camped with the kids when they were little or Harper when she was little, it was like, you got to bring the whole darn house with you i think the thing about camping too is you finally get it all set up you hang out for a little bit and then it's like you're dreading breaking everything down and then getting home and putting everything away and watching sarah do all the laundry i mean it's a lot watching zach just sit in a chair watch me pitch a tent (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what your guys' deal is like the last Five times we've had to put up or put down a tent. I've had to do it. You're making stuff up. I don't oh, know. Don't. I just have it on the notes here that you can't pitch a tent. <laughs> and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> because they do, I'm not sure if you know this, have pills for that. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. Okay, good. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about sleeping while you're camping. Do you like sleeping bag on the ground or air mattress? Well, growing up, it was a cot. My brother and I had cots on, and we had our own, like, room in this tent. So that was what I knew. When you when we started camping, you're like, I need an air mattress. I'm like, what the hell's an air mattress? Something that's not a big fan <laughs> of Zach. 
<laughs> yeah. When we woke up the next morning, I was way up here and you're on the ground. Yeah, Zach gets up to go to the bathroom. You're hitting the roof. <laughs> or gets back on it and I'm, no, I would fall. I don't know if, if you know how up. Zach gets up. It takes him a while. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you read the note before? He had to roll out. <laughs> He's a big ludicrous fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big air mattress guy. Yeah, air mattresses, I mean, they're good at first, but no matter what, when you wake up, it's like, oh, this is awful. I am in the ground. If you get an air mattress, you have to have the ones that have the, like, legs on it so you don't sink. Yeah, I just go right through it (laughs) to the bottom. Somehow. You got to keep, with Zach, you just got to keep the motor going all night. You just got to, you know, keep that baby plugged in somewhere. It's kind of like white noise. We bring about 2,000 D batteries so we can just keep that thing going. It's smart. And it's still going to deflate. Yeah. (laughs) It's trying its best, though. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) die. A for effort. But yeah, the sleeping bag on the air mattress is how I've done it the last few times out. And it's nice. I think one of the good things about camping is it's July and you're cold at night in a sleeping bag. I think if you go camping, it's got to be cold at night and in the morning. I wouldn't want to go if it's hot. We try to avoid anywhere not at elevation. I mean, I'm I'm okay either way. It's just you can't have a fire at night. S'mores, it's like, oh, this is really odd. Well, growing up in Southern California, and I keep bringing this up, there's nowhere to go in July where it's cold. In Southern California. That's probably fair. That's probably accurate. So we camped in the hot. And up here, you camp in July at Tahoe and it's cold at night. Got to be cold for me. If it's hot, pass. It's like our one little break from the gross hot in Sacramento is when we go camping. And usually we go camping in October. Well, I like camping in October. It's a good, good month for camping. Always has been. Spooky. Spooky. (laughs) That's one thing about camping. Spooky. Now, the thing about camping in spring or fall is that there is a chance for bad weather. Do you guys remember when it rained super bad when we were at Eagle Lake? Last year? Yeah. Were you guys gone by then? No, we were there. That was, I think, the one night we were there. That was in July, though. That wasn't even spring. No, that was uh, May 31st. First week of June. Yeah, just opened. Mm. Yeah, we were opening day. That but it rained uncontrollably and ruined a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think we were the only ones in a tent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we were in a, like... Thank goodness for my parents' trailer. That's, like... That's, that's, that's not quite camping. It's nice. Clamping. And it's fun. It's camping. I was sleeping on a leather couch. That's not camping. With a heater. And my phone was charging. I mean... It's camping. <laughs> I would say it's on the fringe of camping and glamping. Yeah. It's not like you're in a mansion motorhome. Like you're going on like tour. It's not like the camper from uh, a Goofy movie where they have like a bowling alley. But I mean, their camper does have a fireplace in it. Yeah. But that's not a bowling alley in no. a fictitious cartoon movie. That's all I think about when we talk about that. All right, Heather, why don't you tell us about your 4th of July camping trip on the Colorado River? Okay, so our camping trip over 4th of July, um, 
we would get our whole family, my mom's side of the family, to go to the Colorado River and, you know, 4th of July weekend is supposed to be crazy. We find this cove and there's nobody there. It has like a sandy beach. Um, why isn't anybody there? What the heck? Okay. Get everybody in the boat. My dad takes everybody over. We start putting our tents up because this was when, this was when we were tent camping. We all put our tents up and in the middle of the night, there was a windstorm and there was, our tents were on the ground, flat on the ground. We're like, what the heck? Sand in our tents. There's like, so there's the sandy beach and then you can go back into this area and there was like a, um, it was blocked by a bunch of trees. So my, everybody packed up everything, went back into this cove or into this like area. Um, We woke up in the middle of the night or in the morning and the boat was nowhere to be found. And we're like, where the heck did the boat go? Nowhere. It's in the middle of the Colorado River. So my dad had to swim in the middle of the Colorado River to go get our boat because that's how bad this was. Like, obviously there was a reason why nobody was at this beautiful beach. It was sucked. It was right in the wind path. We were cleaning out sand from our tents, from everything for years years it was awful that's a lot of sand yeah i'm not a big wind guy no it was bad wind's bad nothing you can really do about wind fly kite Ooh, my that's dad. about it though but it's not helping you cease the wind Mm-mm. it's helping me fly a kite that's true that's why i brought up kites <laughs> Have you flown my dad's kite? I have. It's awesome. I think most recently our camping trips to Scott's Flat have been the most memorable. We've got a couple of good stories from then. Um, I think the first time that Heather and I went up there, we went kayaking with Callie. Do you want to tell that story? Sure. So it was the same year we got the kayak. It was a It's a tandem kayak. <clears throat> we put Callie in the front with me, and we're paddling around the lake. The lake's not that big. And Zach's like, all right, I'm going to go fishing. We've got two fishing poles. Two fishing poles? I think we just did mine, and you were just paddling. You were just there to hang out. There were two on there, though, right? Uh, There might have been. Okay, so Zach's fishing, and he gets caught on one of the other lines, or somehow they get twisted up. And I go to reach to untwist them, and Callie is on my lap, and she leaps up. And starts sniffing the hook, lure, all that stuff. And she pulls away and the lure or the hook gets stuck in between her nose. Like her, the septum part of her nose. Like it was awful. And for those of you that don't know, Callie is a dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a child. So no. everyone's thinking like, oh my gosh, this uh, yes, is bad. Callie is a dog. It changes uh, the story a little bit. <laughs> so... She's got now this hook stuck in her nose, and we're trying to paddle around, figure out how to get this out. What are we going to do? And she's, like, shaking her head. It's just making it worse. Well, I had the novel concept. This hook had, and I didn't know it at the time, a barb on the end of it. And I was like, well, we'll just rip it out the way that it came in. What we should have done is cut it and push it through. No, we ripped it out, and that dog did not cry one bit. She just sat there and let us do it. She was a trooper. 
She was a trooper. I thought we were going to have to like fly home, fly or somewhere and go to the vet or something. And we had just gotten there. We got there early to get our camping spot for both of us. And it was like the first, I don't know, hour that we were there. And I was like, well, yeah. this camping trip's over. I was like in an anxiety attack and thinking, how are we going to get home? How are we going to get this thing out? And we got it out. So other than catching the dog's nose, um, Heather's got a secret talent. Um, literally every time that we've gone fishing with Heather, which she, for some reason, only wants to do it like once every five years, she'll catch a fish like instantly. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I've been fishing since I was little, so. I just think she does the opposite of what we do. Catches fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's her secret. Well, that Scott's flat trip, you guys were all like, oh, I'm going to fish over here. All the fish are over here. And I'm like, no, just fish out here. Put a put a worm on it and you'll catch something. No, we're going to fish over here. What do I do? Put a worm on it, cast it out, and I got a bass. That's a pretty good impression of Zach, though. <laughs> I don't like worms. I'm not going to listen to anything Heather says. That's even better. Impression. That's true. I do not like to do that. She can also juggle. No, that's not one of my She can juggle, juggle a soccer ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pele. Mm-hmm. That's what we call her. It's her nickname on the streets. <laughs> now, we also had a fun adventure at night where we were camping and heard a weird noise outside of our tent. Heather sent me out to figure out what the noise was. I unzipped the the tent. I went out. I could barely see. I turned on the flashlight for my phone, and there was two bears in our camp. And I went right back into the tent and zipped it, and I said, those are bears. I'm staying inside. And I'm pretty sure I thought they were raccoons. Yeah, she's like, just go go scare them away. It's probably raccoons or something. We accidentally left some food out from some of Callie's food, and it was like a snarling. They were, like, eating this stuff up quick. And he looks out. Well, they're bears, so. Well, okay. We were in the other tent. We were actually on this trip, and I thought it was just Zach. <laughs> I'm like, great. Callie's going to have nothing to eat in the morning. This is ridiculous. Sleep eating Somebody again. forgot to put the Cheetos up. <laughs> I think we all had it right after that. We all had to go to the bathroom, too. We did. And this was when Harper was little. Yeah, Harper so was little. And the just... four of us and Harper start tromping up to the bathroom. And the bears were up at the bathroom. They had to go. Yeah. Just ate a lot of dog food. When you got to go, you got to go. They just like you that much, Zach. Bears love me. And I love bears. It's my favorite of all of the animals. They steal picnic baskets. Which is weird because you can be attacked by a bear at any time. Not a whale. That's not true. How did we get to whales? <laughs> I've seen an orca fling a seal. so And slide up onto a beach. They're terrorizing. Yeah, but Let's not get into this. It's more believable if you were attacked by a bear. Depends where you're at. If you're in the middle of the ocean. be very though. unlikely to get attacked by a bear in the ocean. Here. And the ocean's like 70% of the Earth's surface. So, so is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the real reason we want to talk about camping is we want to talk about s'mores, which is a very underappreciated food, and you really only get to eat it while you're camping. Do you guys have a secret s'mores ingredient that you like, or are you just a classic graham cracker, marshmallow, Hershey's? I mean, we used to do s'mores with the Samoa Girl Scout cookies with a 
obviously just a marshmallow in the middle and then two Samoa cookies and they are good. I like to have marshmallows and graham crackers no and chocolate, chocolate. Oh, I was say no chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> on my s'mores. It's nice to you get a little Reese's on each side. And then the graham cracker. Reese is a game changer. My favorite is instead of the marshmallow, is you use a peep. Blech. So you still get the marshmallow flavor, no. but you get the caramelized sugar on the outside of it. And it is. That's good. You got to get down on that. Pass. You know how you eat peeps? Throw them in the trash. Peeps are an American staple. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's accurate. I think so. I think you Who need to else? look up what staple means. What was I thinking of? I don't know. Probably what's for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another you, good one is a Mr. Good bar on the s'more. What, what would you say if you had to answer right now what your favorite candy bar was? If you were at, if we're back over at the old uh, gas station. We're stopping. You had to pick one candy bar right now. What would you pick? Hershey's Cookies and Cream. That's my favorite. Heather? Mr. Good Bar. I think, I think we've talked about this before, but the Three Musketeers is a very underrated candy bar. I'm not a big nougat guy. I don't know. I just think it's sneaky good. It's kind of Why sweet, Why wouldn't you though. pick one that's just good instead of sneaky good, though? Because I'm very, very There's sneaky. There's a whole aisle full of unsneaky good ones. I used to like Miss... Wait, what'd you say? Three, Three Musketeers. Yeah, I used to like those, but... Then she got in a fight with the other two Musketeers. <laughs> Not the third anymore. All right, you guys got anything else for camping? No. I can't wait till we go in July. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think the fun thing about camping is you just wake up, you're like, well, I'm going to have a beer and play cornhole. <laughs> It's noon. Stayed up late. <laughs> Eight o'clock. You can't sleep till noon when you're camping. You would gotta wake up when the sun comes up because you don't have another choice. Because you're in your tent. Or your trailer. Well, in the trailer, you just sleep all day. No one knows what time it is. Where is he? Is he in a tent or is he in a trailer? You never He's know. Up at 12. Gonna have to ask those other musketeers. Ooh, spooky. Very spooky. Spooky. <laughs> when I look up <laughs> camping. In the dictionary. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got for camping. We'll take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Sports Jug. Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew, three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka, 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Sports Jug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, for this week for Sports Jog, uh, we're going to be talking about extreme sports. Like badminton. And tennis. Wiffle ball. I don't think you guys know what extreme sports are. Oh, okay. Golf. It, that could be extreme if you play in the lightning. Mm. That's extreme. Have a high finish on your swing. Mm-hmm. 
extreme. Now we're going to be talking about a couple extreme sports because that's what Heather is into. Those are her sports. She's not so much playing baseball or. I played softball, but I wasn't good at it. I played golf, but I'm not good at it. It's just not my thing. I mean, I'm not good at any of these extreme sports either, but I love them. I beg to differ. You're pretty good at this first one. All right, so our first sport that's on here is wakeboarding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice lead-in over there. You like that? So Heather is a really, really good wakeboarder. Like, like super good. I'm, no. Backflips. No, so. Triple backflips. I know how to. Triple backflips. I know how to wakeboard. When I stopped wakeboarding, when my dad sold the boat, I was just getting into how to do tricks and stuff. So I'm not great. I'm I'm okay. I can wakeboard, but I can't do any flips or anything like that. Well, compared to like the rest of us, I mean, I've never tried it because I'll I mean, probably the, get hurt. But between Zach, Sarah figured out a little bit, but you're just up there like, ugh, I'm just hanging out. Let me just one arm pimp this. <laughs> no, the I'm boat just, just drags Zach. <laughs> yeah, she hadn't wakeboarded in forever. We got her a wakeboard for her birthday or Mother's Day Mother's or Day. something like that. She gets up on the first try and she's just like wakeboarding for like an hour. Like she's bored at some point. Oh, why am I still floating on top of the water like a... But that's fun to me. I know. But we're all like, well, this looks like it's pretty easy. It'd be pretty fun. And then... And then you try it and it's not. And I tried it and it was not easier. It was like my dad trying to get an anchor to come up on top of the water. Yeah, he had to take the boat into service after that try. (laughs) So I learned how to wakeboard when I was probably 10. Uh, My dad always wanted me to ski. We did tubing and all that kind of stuff. But he always told us when we were younger, um, if you put your feet in the water, the fish are going to bite your toes. So I was always scared to go in the water. Or if I did go in the water, I sat with my toes out of the water. So I never, I never had a desire to ski, wakeboard, anything. And then one day he was like, you're going to do it or I'm getting rid of the boat. So both my brother and I learned and we loved it. My brother thought he was like this next pro wakeboarder and he was not. But, um, so we, we wakeboarded all the time. We would go out to the lake probably two times a week Um, then my dad realized these kids don't help me with anything. They don't clean, they don't pay for the gas. So we're going to get rid of the boat. Um, got rid of the boat and that was kind of the end of my friends had boats and stuff and we would wakeboard on their boats, but it was kind of the end of my wakeboarding career, I guess, until your dad got a boat. Retiring at a young age. It's the way to do it. Yeah. Go out on top. Still in your prime. How many gold medals did you win for wakeboarding? Is there a gold medal for wakeboarding? I'm not sure if it's... When you said your brother wasn't a professional wakeboarder, I wouldn't have known if you would have said that he would. Like, I couldn't name a professional wakeboarder. I feel like they do. Yeah, they do, like, events at um, Sunsplash. (laughs) (laughs) Marine World. Marine World, that's where I was going. No, they have... (laughs) What's the show on ESPN? The Sports Center. No, but the all the extreme sports. X Games. X Games. There you go. They did that, and then they even did a um, a competition out here in um, 
oh, what is it, Riolinda? They had a lake out there that they would do a wakeboarding competition every year, and we went and watched, and it was super fun. Oh, yeah, it's like down Alberta or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's called Bell Aqua. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um, falling on water is not fun. It's like hitting cement when you're going however fast the boat's going. Also being dragged through the water is also not fun. <laughs> <laughs> For the boat. Floating on top of it is a lot more fun than whatever I was doing. But yeah, I did. I was fun. able to stand up. And you, you get a lot of water in your nose. Yeah, that's why I talk the way I do. It's still there. <laughs> you should get that checked out. I like it. Like makes me like part mermaid. No? Okay. All right, let's move on to our next extreme sport. Um, another one that we didn't get to do because we didn't have the right equipment, but quads. Yeah, so after my dad sold the boat, they then got their first toy hauler, the trailer. And they got quads, two quads, um, and then my dad hauled his motorcycle in it. Is that an ox? Ox? Two quads? Eight? We're no. going streaking. <laughs> okay, sorry. Bad Through joke. the quad. That was a math joke. So we would go camping, and um, I learned how to ride a manual quad, which was crazy. It was weird. Um, I almost went over the handlebars a couple of times. Um, one thing, if there's a clutch, don't pull that clutch in if you're going downhill, because you're going to go over those handlebars, and you're going fast. Yeah, I still know how to drive a manual anything, so I would try to stay away from those. Now, when we went camping with your parents and you had the automatic quad, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was like that's later. Like riding, that's like riding a jet ski, but on the land. That was like later in life, Dad, and he sold the two, the Raptor, and I don't even remember what mine was called, but he sold Stegosaurus. those. Stegosaurus. Yeah, he sold those and Celtic. got a Can-Am, which is like a... Sea-Doo, basically, on land. thing was nice. It was a two-seater, so my mom didn't have to drive because she's a chicken. Is she actually a chicken? She might be a chicken. Okay. That actually answers a lot of questions <laughs> I had. So. That would explain why we have so many eggs. <laughs> and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pig friends. Because she's a chicken. Okay, yeah. got it. All right, we're going to move on to our next one, uh, snowboarding. Snowboarding? I love this one because I just want you to tell your solo snowboarding experience. Can Before we tell it, you've also done extreme sports, but we'll, I'll pimp that after <laughs> we tell the creek story. I do all kinds of extreme sports, Troy. You don't even know about me. I know a lot about you. Okay. I'm on the uh, XL games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double XL uh, games. <laughs> That's why they had to invent ESPN Ocho <laughs> to fit you on the screen. <laughs> All right, so I've been snowboarding one time. Uh, we went. This was the second time down my hill. So the first time I went, uh, we went down the bunny hill, and that was fine. And I was learning how to do it, and then. Um, that was Scotty and Justin and Vito or somebody? I think it was. They took me down a block diamond hill or whatever because they thought it'd be funny. It was not funny. There was hardly any snow. It was like late in the season or there wasn't a lot of snow. So it was just like ice. 
So there wasn't like no margin of error. You just kind of went super fast or you fell down when you didn't know it was a snowboard. They were like going down sideways and like slowly scraping down the hill. And I was like, that looks like fun if I had any idea what I was doing. So we come down the hill. I fall like 48,000 times. Finally kind of get the hang of it. I'm starting to come down the hill. And then I see these like cones and like this marked off area. And we find out that there was like a, um, there was a creek that was normally there. And because there wasn't a lot of snow, there was just a hole in the ground where the creek was. Um, so I'm coming down the hill. I finally get up a pretty decent head of steam, which isn't doesn't take much, Troy. Good inertia. A lot of inertias. And then I just kind of tumble a couple times, and then I just start sliding, and I can't stop because it's just ice. Can't stop, won't stop. I hit the cones and the little, like, crime scene tape between the cones, and I just keep sliding, and I fall feet first. Luckily, feet first into the creek, and I'm up to about my knees in ice water. And I'm like, well, this is great. And you're wearing jeans. No, I had snow pants on. Pretty sure you were wearing jeans. That's the story. That's the story that you made up and you weren't even there. Okay, we'll confirm. Okay. So I'm just there. And then a couple minutes later, it seemed like a really long time where I'm just freaking out. Like, all right, I'm going to die or I'm going to lose my feet. Like, I'm in the Civil War or something. And then uh, Scotty and Anthony and Justin, they all come up laughing that I fell in the creek. And I'm freaking out. And they have to like, I have to like reach up so that they can grab me and pull me out of this hole. All three of them. All three of them and a crane. And then uh, at that point, I was like, well, I got to take my socks off. I got to take my pants off. And I have just like basketball shorts on underneath. And I just take my snowboard off and I just start walking down the hill. And I was done. And I went home and picked them up later in the day. That sounds awful. Yeah. It's very traumatic. A creek there. I know. This is out of nowhere. Would you ever snowboard again? Yeah, actually. We got to the bottom of the hill, like where you go back, where you're going to go to the mm-hmm. lift, and it's like a very, very gradual decline. And I put, my, I didn't want to walk anymore, so I put my board back on and I was going down. I was like, well, this is kind of fun, but I already made my point walking down the hill, so I can't do it anymore. So you would never do it again? I just said I would. I'll go right now. Let's go. There's snow somewhere, right? We'll go to Alaska. Pretty sure there's snow in Tahoe, maybe? Can't go to Tahoe. Oh, that's right. Well, we can't go anywhere. Because of the COVIDs. Yeah. Can't go to Alaska. Creeks everywhere are so happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you also did some other extreme sports in your youth. Um, I heard that you were a professional rollerblader. Is this true? Uh, That is false. (laughs) (laughs) I had rollerblades because I played roller hockey. And uh, we used to go down to the Vans skate park at um, the block in Anaheim. We'd go down there and get a Krispy Kreme or whatever, and we'd, we'd watch people do it. A Krispy Kreme? Krispy Kremes. <laughs> it was like a dozen of Krispy Kremes. But franchise. Fine. We were on vacation. I ate an entire franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ate Steve, Stevie franchise mm-hmm. made it up of Krispy Kreme. So we'd go down there and we watched people skateboard or ride their bikes or whatever. They would do it all the time. And then uh, we decided to bring my rollerblades so that I could try it out. And I didn't have any of the right equipment. I didn't have knee pads or elbow pads. I had a bike helmet. I did. I had to like rent one of the like collision helmet ones because I didn't have what I needed. And I had no idea what I was doing. 
and I didn't know anyone else that was there to teach me. So I did manage to make it like up one of the little half pipe things to the top. And then I tried to come down and I could not. And I just slid on my butt and called it a butt grind. <laughs> that was the day that the butt grind was formed. <laughs> it was actually just an, I think it was just a normal ramp. And then once you came down, it turned into a half pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I broke and rounded it out with my butt. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Vans thanks you. Vans, yeah. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Jack. You're welcome. Do we have any other extreme sports that you do? Well, I did snowboard. Okay. Um, my friend, Are you doing triple backflips on that no. too, like on the wakeboard? Because it's the same thing, just on frozen no. water. No. Um, snowboard to, snowboarding to me is very scary. Um, I didn't have an experience like you did, but it's once you start going and you're in the right position, you keep going. And if you can't stop, there's no stopping. So yeah, you just fall over and you roll and then you kind of... Then you fall into a creek. You fall into a creek. You go right <laughs> through the cones and... I've never been snowboarding. So my friend and I in high school, we um, went up to Boreal and we did a lesson. I'd never snowboarded before. I've never skied before. She was a skier and this was her first time trying to snowboard. And so we did the little bunny slope and did our lesson or whatever. And then her dad is like a super good skier and he's like let's just follow me we'll go on this one and it was like a blue square or black diamond or something like that my first time going down these hills and I'm terrified I was going like two miles an hour if that down this hill just terrified don't have the inertia no I don't have the inertia. I wish I could have gone two miles an hour yeah it was scary and then I started working at sports chalet and we would go up to the hill all the time on our days off, but then after that, I after I stopped working at Sports Chalet and then I met Zach, he would never go again, so I got rid of all my stuff. Smart. I'm a buzzkill. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, what extreme sports do you do? There's just so many of them, I couldn't fit Is them. Is eating in. ruffles an extreme sport? Because you're pretty good at that. I just There just wasn't enough room in the outline, I think, was my <laughs> issue for all my extreme sports that I do. Um, kite fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poker. That's extreme. Extreme poker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if you lose a hand, you just get punched right in the face. <laughs> when you lose a hand, you lose a hand. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really do anything extreme. I'm not good with anything on my feet besides shoes. I'm not. <laughs> that's c- cutting it close <laughs> if I'm good at that. You learned to tie your shoes when you were, what, like in eighth grade? Yeah, so I was like 14, 15. <laughs> You had the Adam Velcro shoes until... You betcha. Sixth grade. Loved Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got any other extreme sports? Chess. It's on the chess team. We're kind of boring. Totally unextreme. Yeah. Heather's the most extreme. I love it. How about sand rails? Tell us about a sand rail story. Um, nothing too extreme on a sand rail, but we used to go camping up in Florence, Oregon on the sand dunes. And one of the guys, my parents were in a quad mafia. That was their little thing. And one of the guys had this huge sand rail that he would take out to Glamis, but he would bring it up to Florence and the dunes are like maybe a quarter of the size in Florence than they are. And so he was totally out of place in this, on, in these dunes. But he had this huge sand rail. It fit four people. It had a Corvette engine in it. 
and he was hauling down these dunes you couldn't even like the hills didn't even matter you were just going super fast it was fun that's all i got would you say boogie boarding is an extreme sport we've done a lot of boogie boarding okay <laughs> that's the least extreme <laughs> of all water things yeah i think body boarding is even more extreme than boogie let's boarding. lay on this board and just let the wave take us in i just let the water do the trick that's <laughs> my secret you just let the waves fall on top of you and then you go in slightly there's a lot of jet skiing in my day that's kind of extreme. That's extreme sports. Jet skiing Especially with too. Jordan driving. Jordan's a maniac. That's crazy. Oh, I have a fun, I have a funny um, jet ski experience too. When we were in high school, my, my, one of my other friends had a jet ski. It was a three seater and there were three of us sitting on it. And this was back when we were like, we would go to the lake by ourselves and there was this wakeboard boat with a ton of guys on it. And we were like, oh, we're going to show them. So we go drive over there and we're like doing the little whippy thing and whatever. And we flipped the three-seater right in front of this boat. And it was flipped upside down and we couldn't get it flipped back over. So the three of us are trying to like stand on one side and flip it over. It was awful. We were so embarrassed. You showed them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we really did. Good thing, though, you're whipping... You know, then you get know those I'm guys. About yeah, where you make like a spray in a circle. It's fun. <laughs> Watch me splash, <laughs> <laughs> guys on the boat. Oh yeah, you like that water out here on the lake? <laughs> We're gonna try to get it in your boat. One eighty. <laughs> you guys are mean. <laughs> no, we just we can't think of anything else. We usually just make fun of each other, and now we got someone else to make fun of. So. Yeah, I'm the butt of all the jokes now. No, Thanks. I'm the butt of all the jokes. Zach's so most far. of the body parts of the <laughs> jokes. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got for Sports Jog. Um, another fun episode. Real Thank, fun. Thanks for being on the show, Heather. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Why are you so mad about that? I'm not. It's not episode 34 or anything? <laughs> yeah. You've been in the other room for 33 of them? <laughs> All right, well, make sure to check us out on social media at Spivey Special. Uh, we've got our best Disneyland ride votes going on right now, so make sure you check out our stories and get those votes in. Yeah, we're going to, tomorrow, Monday, we're going to have our final four, and then I think Tuesday we'll throw the championship up of what the best ride at Disneyland is. Spoiler alert, it is not. It's a small world. No, first round knockout. Or the Tiki Room. Was not part of the options because it's not a ride. But I love the Tiki Room. Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. And thanks to our sponsors, uh, Safe Touch, Safer Touch. Make sure to check them out at safertouch.us. Make sure you get one of those. They're pretty cool. I've got one on my keys right now. And also Fruit of the Bean. Fruit of the Bean. I love coffee. And I love Fruit of the Bean coffee. It's amazing. Great merch. Great, Great website. Merch. I'm going to get my death before decaf shirt this week, I think. Yeah, they're still knitting it. I think that's the (laughs) issue. (laughs) They're going to be doing it for a while. All right, I think that's all we got. Trey, you got anything else? Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later. (laughs) Later.